Welcome, Jonathan, to episode 12 of season four of Crossword. It's the season finale. It's a pleasure to be here, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and on this auspicious occasion, um, we always do 12 episodes to a season because always. I really like the number 12. It's a great number. A good number. Divides by two, divides by three, divides by four. It's, it's really Six. good. Um, well, it just fits really nicely into grids. If you're going to put a grid of every episode of the podcast, then you know you can collapse it down into multiple states, <laughs> and it will always evenly. Yeah, you understand. So that's why we do twelve episodes. Really, it's just because it's a nice number. Can you imagine if we did eleven episodes? What a terror! Are you the kind of person <laughs> who needs to like adjust the volume? I am, where I can't have an odd number volume. My it drives my wife mad. Not quite there, but I also do like the even numbers. <laughs> um, I was thinking about what we need to do differently next season. Okay, and I've come up, I've come up with some ideas. So we're at forty-eight of these regular episodes, and then we've done a whole heap of also what do you call them, like perspective episodes, where we interview people. Yep, I think we should do more of that. Yes, but those are fun. Also, with this like fifteen-minute format, I've seen other people do it, and. When it's done by other people, there's like a running theme of you've got your regular topic, but to mm. warm you into it, there's also a separate side topic. And uh, it's like a little side project on the side of the podcast. So I remember when we first set this podcast up with the 15-minute time limit, which I love, by the way. I think it works really fantastic. I was, and, and I think you too, we were, we were directly inspired by a podcast called Dithering. Right. Yep. By John Gruber and Ben Thompson. Thompson. And uh, one of the things they do is they talk about sport a lot, American sport, which is super boring. And I always skip through those bits because <laughs> I don't, the NBA is bad enough with all of the ads. I don't need to be talking about NBA as well. Anyway, I thought next season okay. we could get you into professional esports like a professional shooter and then we could talk about <laughs> esports we could do like first person shooter esports chat i'll play we, mm. we can play pavlov together man we can play uh, vr fps games how about we do that but instead do real-time strategy instead of fps oh that is the worst category of game. Real time strategy. It's the best category. Turn based, I can uh, turn based, okay, but real time strategy. It's just about how fast your mouse you are with no. your mouse, and it's it depends about on how the game. Fast you, it's all about learning the shortcut keys. It's not about no, playing no, the no, actual no. game. It's the, not about the key strategy. moment. It's about speed in a real time strategy. Yeah is when you're in the middle of the chaos. Sure, openings, yeah. Like people who can, openings, you can crush it. But the key moment for me is when you're in the middle of the chaos and you have to go on instinct. Where do you find the patterns? What's going on? What's the other player doing? It's about playing the other player. And uh, it's it's beautiful. So yes, let's do it. Real-time strategy. <laughs> I'm glad we agreed to uh, VR shooters. And I guess we must have started compiling a list of people uh, who we'd like to interview. Is that right? For the yeah. next season? Yep. And I want to suggest that if any listeners have any suggestions of guests that they would like to hear from, or uh, if they themselves would like to guess in a Perspectives episode of Crossword, one of those longer ones where we talk more in depth about the ecosystem 
then please get in touch. Twitter probably is the yeah, best way, right? Jump into my DMs. At least for now. Um, <laughs> right. So the topic for today, you emailed me a little earlier, a draft post that you've been working on. So there are two yes. things to talk about. Or three, three things, two things. One is the actual content of the post. You're talking about, you know, we've we've already discussed in a previous episode this season about the last 20 years of WordPress, but what about the next 20 years? What do they look like? And that's partially what this post uh, dives into. But also you sent me a link via a plugin I've never used before that enables collaborative editing on a post. Yep. What's the name of that plugin? Multicollab by the folks over Multidots. How did you come across Multicollab? Uh, I've known the Multidots folks for quite a few years back in our agency days. They were a peer back at XWP and uh, they work on some enterprise projects and they started working on the product a couple years back as well. And Multicollab is one of their, their product focused efforts. Hmm. The, the idea, of course, is that it tries to make the Gutenberg editor into something more like Google Docs, where you can yeah. leave suggestions and comments. It's not real time. That was the first thing that struck me is I was, you know, when you talk about Google Docs, the first thing you think is like real time collaborative editing, but it's not that. I still had that familiar modal pop up saying, I have to take over from you. The real time is coming. I've seen a live preview of it, and it's pretty magical. Um, it's fairly complex, but it's something they've been working on for a bit. And uh, but yeah, the, the the heart of it is this idea of bringing Google Docs style editing into WordPress, so that we don't have to have a Google Doc and copy paste it afterwards. I don't suppose you know what tech stack they're using to make that happen. I do not. And then I found that collaborating was collaborate. Suggestions is what I'm trying to say. Suggestions were difficult. I wasn't able to leave suggestions, you know, where you like highlight text, change it, delete a bit, and it appears as a suggested edit as opposed to an actual edit. Although I was able to make some text bold and italic using the toolbar, I think that might have been what caused a big red error to pop up and lose uh. all my comments that I made. I don't know. Right. Uh, I, you have commenting it, permission, not editing permission. And yeah, so I wonder if, yeah, anyway, there was some, there was some bugs. It wasn't a great experience to be honest. I, I don't know if I can recommend this plugin, but it, you know, shows signs of, it shows promise. Are they worried though? Like we're talking about the next 20 years of WordPress. Let's talk about the Gutenberg roadmap. Isn't collaborative editing next up? That was actually a, a big part of my discussions with them early on. It's like, yes, it is next up, but it's also not in a great sort of current state. And my encouragement to them was like, go for it. Like build something that solves real problems now and do so with it becoming part of core in mind, right? Like your business strategy should expect that it's coming to core and just embrace it. So they've started getting involved in tickets. And as they're working this out, they're doing so with this idea that the product itself will, you know, will all will uh, eventually replace its own core engine, if you will, with whatever's in core, 
and just continue to build on top of that. And my hope, Mike, is to see what they're doing now as they're figuring it out end up being a big part of what speeds up this coming to core and to become more widely used. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So the business plan then is to create a, create a product that does collaborative editing, expect that a large part of that will be ripped off and put into core ripped off. Isn't the right word. You know, it's all open source. Right. And so it's going to be like, right. and, and in return for that, what do you get? You get first to market, you get some goodwill. I don't know. And then well, there's, on, there's some of it, but yeah. Well, well then you've got at the end of the day, you've got a product that adds a few small features into what's already in WordPress core. Uh, you know, maybe they're like the more premium features that WordPress isn't ever going to integrate in the first place. And I don't know, it doesn't seem like a great strategy to me. What, what, what makes this work? Why should someone invest all of this time and effort into building something that other people have already said that if you build that, I'm just going to, what's the incentive? So there's a couple of things. Part of this is if you take in the size of the WordPress ecosystem as a whole, part of the key there is what you said, collaborative editing coming into core is still going to be done so in a way that's for the masses, like the majority of WordPress users, right? And where multi-collab, it's sweet spot, where it's focused on is like right now it's trying to do it for all, like provide that core collaborative engine. But the sweet spot's going to be larger teams. And larger teams have very different uses than what you have in small teams, right? Or individuals that like or ones or twos that are just using WordPress together. And that's where it's like you have reporting across, like change management, like, uh, you know, there, there's a whole suite of things that we, you know, from our, our publishing experience that doesn't matter to your typical WordPress user, but that matters to the businesses building on top of it. And those are things that I wouldn't expect to go into core that are in the realm of like add-on territory. Okay. So why not wait until core does the collaborative editing? and maybe fixes the early bugs in the betas, releases something proper, and then build on top of that? Um, <clears throat> well, first, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's a need for it now. They've built this from real-world demand from you know, client right. experiences, right? And it brings up an interesting philosophic question. Uh, so I just counter with the opposite, like, why wait? Right, like there are benefits and trade offs, and that was a lot of the early discussion where I encouraged them, like it should be a conscious part of your strategy to think, like expect this in core, and to move forward in a way where that doesn't hurt you, but also, but actually benefits for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll I see. think I've already we'll answered the question. Why wait? I think I think that that was previously said. But one of the biggest challenges for WordPress doing this is making it run on. Hostgator, you know, making it run on bad hosting, cheap hosting, sure. where you don't yeah. have particular libraries installed, you don't have particular access to particular systems. And so that's that's really why I'm most interested in the tech stack that is powering this, you know, what makes this work when it's live, what makes it work. That's that's actually a really hard problem to solve technically. And I think that's part of the hang up. That's partly why there hasn't been as much obvious movement in core mm. on this particular that's collaborative problem. So then if it's for large teams, I like I am questioning 
how effective is it going to be? Do you need to install uh, something specific uh, like WebSockets onto your server to make it work? Maybe that is a really good um, moat is to say, well, we have better collaborating collaborative editing than core does because we require additional server components and right. our target market can do that. Whereas WordPress core can never do that uh, because WordPress core serves every host. Does that make sense? We saw some of this with, uh, with like the, the world of Redis and caching, object caching, et cetera, where there's caching in core and Redis is, I, at least as I see it today is not going to be a mass market for everyone type of thing. It's overkill. Right, but as soon as you get into lots of transactions and higher volume, it makes a lot of sense, and it's large enough of an ecosystem to justify investment in those areas to serve like just the e-commerce crowd alone, right, um, or the publishing crowd. So yeah, it is interesting tension. Like on the whole, I expect there to be something in WordPress that's going to just work. But to your point, WordPress out of the box and your typical shared host probably won't readily support a hundred concurrent users like doing stuff in the admin. Or at least it wouldn't be that. I wouldn't. I'd be surprised happily if it's smooth. And I've got a hot take for you on collaborative editing. By the way, let's hear it. My, my hot take is collaborative editing has been really big in the last five years plus, but its popularity is going to decrease with the prevalence of AI tools. In a few years' time, in a year's time. If you're working on a Google Doc, you're not going to send it to me for review. You're going to send it to Bard, (laughs) send it to Google's AI assistant. And Google's AI assistant will go through in a few seconds, add suggestions, you know, like suggestions, like Google Doc suggestions. And you can accept, change, whatever, uh, and add comments. I'm sure it will add comments and say, oh, I like this bit. Or this is a, a really you know, effective way of making this point. Or you could have a stronger ending, or maybe you want to consider summarizing, and that most of our collaboration, when it comes to editing documents, will happen not with another human, but with an artificial intelligence. What do you think? I think it's going to be a part of it for sure. It's going to be interesting, and maybe where we where we focus our collaboration will shift. Like one of the things I'm excited about with the technology is not just the collaboration on text, but in WordPress broadly. Right, like right now, it is this very hey, you have to take your turn, I have to take my turn. Whereas I see the core technology, this focus about how do we facilitate multiple people working in this at the same time and that working solidly. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. <laughs>